Hello, and welcome back to another episode of A-Sides. On this episode, my guest is the guitar player for a band all the way from Melbourne, Australia, Wicked Smile. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve Janewski. Hello, Steve. Hey, Brent. How are you, man? Good, man. Uh, Sorry for the delay. I, um, I've actually just bought a new Mac, and uh, I've noticed that the browser wouldn't um, cooperate. <laughs> uh, hey, no sweat, man. I was, you know, running late initially. Anyhow, it's really weird. I never, ever sleep in. And so I didn't bother setting an alarm, you know. And No, nah, that's all good, man. Hey, woke, it's the weekend. Yeah, I woke up at like 10 till, and I'm like, what the fuck? I never sleep in. What the hell is going on? I could tell. Like, I didn't even have to look at my phone because it was already starting to get light out and everything. And and it was really weird because I was actually in the middle of some weird dream. And there was this will sound completely fucking made up and people listening probably won't even believe me. But it was like there was something in the dream that told me like, oh, shit. Like there was something I thought of in the dream that said, oh, shit, I got something I got to do. And I oh, woke wow. up, and I woke up, and I'm laying there like, that was fucking weird. And it is light out. Yeah. I think I am late. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it's rock and roll, so good. But yeah, you know, still relative. At least I didn't sleep, you know, an hour over. I guess it's you know obviously a weird thing because we've got like a 17 hour time difference. So when I when I looked up the time difference, I'm like, man, this is gonna be a weird one to try and work the math out just right to where it's not like way too late for you and way too early for me, but yeah, nah. Oh, yeah. Oh, good, man. I mean, it's, it's quarter past 10 here, um, in the night on a Saturday. So, um, look, we're, we're in harsh lockdown here in Melbourne, Australia. So there's, you know, <laughs> it's not like I've been, been anywhere in the last, you know, seven or eight months anyway. It's so it's, yeah, it's been tough. Yeah. So you guys are pretty, everything's pretty tight. Nothing really happening. Yeah, look, it is improving. Um, I think we're down to about 14 cases per day now. Um, but they, I think for the next uh, allowment, if that's a word, uh, to be able to have a little bit more freedom, we need to be on uh, five cases or below. So um, fingers crossed, man. Yeah, no kidding. It's yeah, obviously so, a weird thing to... Yeah. <laughs> And, um, it, it's bizarre, it really is. Yeah. I mean, uh, particularly with my family. I mean, my, I'm actually a, a teacher myself. I'm a, uh, I think you guys call it an elementary uh, elementary school teacher. I'm an elementary school substitute teacher, and uh, it's just been weird because a lot of the stuff's been from home, and my family, my kids have been um, homeschooled for the last seven months as well. So it's been bizarre. Yeah, the homeschool thing. The I guess my, my daughter's school calls it e-learning, all this online stuff, man. It's yeah. it's yeah. confusing, some of it, yep. and it's been a complete yeah. learning curve for the kids. And Yeah. Man, they're the ones I really feel bad for in all this, you know? Oh, yeah, man. I mean, like, I have a 17-year-old a daughter who's doing her final year, and um, that's been tough, and a, a son who is 14 and 
he's really sporty and um, yeah, he can't do his, um, everything's been cancelled. So between my daughter's school and music, she's a musician as well, it's just been terrible. How old are your kids or, or child? Um, I have a 21-year-old daughter, a 9-year-old daughter, and a 5-year-old son. So. Oh, cool. cool. Yeah, it's, I don't know, it's getting a little bit better around here. It's really weird because, like, my son, he turned 5 after the cutoff to go to kindergarten, so he didn't start kindergarten this year, so he's still just doing, like, preschool, like a daycare thing. Yeah, yeah. And it's weird because they never closed the daycare down. We stopped taking him because... Yeah. Uh, because we had to figure out a different situation for my daughter all that time when, uh, when uh, you know, she was out of school and everything. But then when she went back to school, we put him back in, in preschool. And um, so I don't know. I, it's, I mean, he's a little less affected by it, you know. <laughs> but Yeah, no, I, I get that. Yeah, because particularly the really younger kids, they don't really know is different, you know. But um, particularly your daughter would um you know definitely be feeling she's uh nine years old did you say yeah yeah so she'd miss her friends and miss the routine yeah yeah she definitely did i mean she's doing well now but it hit hard at first especially because her whole group of friends that she was always in the same classes with and stuff or at least would see every day at recess um they split they split these kids into two different groups right so Uh So you've got like you've got kids that go Monday, Tuesday, and yep. the others the others just e learn Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. They all just mm-hmm. do the e learning on Wednesday, and then the other group goes Thursday, Friday. She ended yeah. up in the Thursday, Friday group, and every single yeah. one of her friends was in the Monday, yeah. Tuesday group. So she totally yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that. You know, yeah. it's it's. And if kids are happy, they're going to learn a lot more. Um, and a lot of it has to do with confidence. And it's, yeah, I get it. I know, ch- you know, change is a fact of life, but you try saying that to a nine-year-old. You know? uh, yeah, it's not an easy thing to try to, to try to convey to them. I mean, they don't, yeah, they don't get it and they don't really give a shit either. You know, <laughs> there's just, yeah, kind yeah, of like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're like, in Illinois, right? Like I had a look at your profile. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, excellent. It's all right, I guess. Not my first choice, but have you lived in Illinois all your life, or I have? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So... Okay. Okay. Cool. Have you been? Have you been to the states before? Yeah. Well, strange as as it sounds, I've been to Illinois three times. Um, because I've actually no, I tell a lie, four times because I've played um part of uh, some melodic rock fests in the past. So <clears> with <throat> With one of the other bands um, that I play in as well, called the Radio Sun. So, okay. um, did you guys play uh, Rock and Skull? One of them was okay. a Rock and Skull. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because um, I've been to a few of those. And uh, cool. Yeah. One, the one at um, when we played Rock and Skull, <coughs> was, um, just trying to think of the area. It was pretty. Um, oh gosh, I can't. Jesus. Oh, had a strange name, Julia Joliet. Is that is that? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. There was okay. one. I think the very. I don't know. I might be getting confused. I think the very first Rock and Skull Fest was up there, and then they moved it down here. Okay. Or yeah, I might be I, lying, and it might have been that they. It was about 2017, I think I was there for Joliet. Okay. And the other ones had been um, more um, at a different place, but that had been part of the Melodic Rock Fest, which is. Uh, at the home bar 
Have you heard of that place before? The home bar. I don't know. Yeah. It kind of sounds familiar, but okay, right. Um, so many of them, yeah. I don't know. I can't yeah. keep track. Yeah, and you're you're a singer, is that right? Yeah, I sing and play guitar. Cool. Yeah. That's cool, man. Awesome. I had yeah, I had a little listen to your stuff. Sounds great. Oh, thanks, man. Likewise. Cool. Thank you. Yeah. So your band, Wicked Smile, you're, that you're currently in now, um, you guys just put out a EP back in July. And you just put out, uh, you just released the new single, We Are the Night. Wait for the night, yeah. Um, Wait for the night, I'm sorry. Yeah. This coffee's um, got to kick in a little quicker. Here, otherwise, <laughs> I'm going to start just fucking shit up. Yeah, it's cool. Nah, man. Um, it's, yeah, it, it's, we've only been a band for about, I know this may sound a little bit strange, about seven or eight months. Um, I wanted to start something new because I'd actually just come out of a band that I was in for many, many, many years um, called Black Majesty, which was more of a, uh, a heavy power metal band. And um, I think it was approximately in about November of 2019, I got together with uh, the singer Danny and um, yeah, we started working on some ideas and um, he recorded one of the tracks We Fall and after that came together it um yeah things just clicked really well we thought hey man this is something that we really want to continue so we got excited about it put out a single it was well received and um yeah we released the debut ep uh in july and and um just wanted to follow up with something pretty quick and um so yeah we're at wait for the night um which was released uh yesterday yeah nice yeah man i checked the song out uh cool track are you are you guys doing the uh, video for it or anything or yeah we might we made a uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, a pretty budget video but it's all we really could do because because we're in harsh lockdown so right. yeah we, we um record the song all separately we had to and um all in our home studios and the video kind of reflects that so it's us just at home recording so it's nothing uh, flash, but it just gives somebody an idea of what we're about. Um, you know, it's more to listen to the song and um, more than anything. Yeah, so something to have on YouTube, more or less. Right. Well, I think everybody's used to that now. I mean, that's about what everybody's putting out. It's kind of those little, you know, the little four camera shots. <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. And... well, it was sort of that idea, yeah. Um, yeah. And you know, it's it's uh, it is what it is. We'll, well, I'm sure we'll laugh about it. <laughs> um, yeah. You're know, saying what a I hope <laughs> uh, what a thing to do, but it's really all we could do. Um, we can't be. We're not allowed to be together because the fines are crazy. So you know, we weren't going to risk that. Um, it's big money. Wow. So they're straight up fining you if you're uh, if you go out when you aren't supposed so i guess as far as that goes is it like the only exceptions are to go to the store and get groceries <clears throat> yeah so it's that's where we yeah we've been at the harsh lockdown now for about uh three and a half four months before that it was starting to get to that stage um but yeah so just groceries and uh, we're just going to be starting uh, the kids are just going to start going back to school very, very slowly as of next week. Um, wow. But but it's still harsh lockdown for everybody else. So we're only allowed to have one hour exercise. Um, 
and yeah, it's it's been a bummer, man. <laughs> so so, um, but like you know, you feel obviously for everybody um, that's been affected, and obviously the deaths and stuff. But um, yeah, it's been tough, you know. Particularly, I think for people, um, you know, who live on their own and stuff, you know, that'd be that'd be very very tough. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure depression and all that yeah. terrible shit yeah. is probably way up right now. It's you know. Of course, I, yeah. I know you hear of a lot of people that, like, <laughs> are older, like my age or older, and they're moving back in with their parents because it's like, it's that or be alone, you know? Yeah. Like people, yep. you know, that are single and don't have anyone, I mean. Yeah, which I understand, absolutely. Yeah, it probably sounds really fucking awesome for about a month, right? Like, you know, I, <laughs> I mean, if I had a week to myself, you know, without my wife and kids, I'd, it'd probably feel like fucking christmas every day for a week <laughs> but yeah, you know it would get old <laughs> we've all been there <laughs> it would get old for sure though man you eventually would yeah, be like ah oh, shit i miss them i probably wouldn't even make it a week uh, to yes. be honest with you but that's right of course yeah well it's um it's kind of like when you're on tour you you, you know it's that thing if you don't know what you got until they're gone you know you you do you do miss the the normality and you you know you miss your family obviously like i'm a man i mean I, I miss my dog i'm a big um, animals lover you know um so there's things like that that you just uh yeah it's 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 hard having said that if i would have moved back to my parents house that would be a challenge um, yeah because, <laughs> you know um <laughs> yeah i know man i it doesn't sound like a good time to me no but... no no that's right yeah I, I like the idea of being in control <laughs> yeah i know man i know i had and i was young i hadn't even necessarily been out of my parents house that long and went through a divorce at a really young age sure. and moved back into my parents house for like a month and it was like man i you know I hurried up and saved every penny I could to get my own place because it was yep. driving me nuts, and that was only a yes. month. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, um, I have a lot of respect for those people who can do it, but I, I don't think I could, yeah, <laughs> do it for very long, yeah. No, no. It's, you know, my parents always joke and threaten me with, you know, moving in with me when they get old, and it's like, eh, we'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that one. Yeah, yeah. Surely we can afford a really nice place for you, okay? That's it. All right, I hear you. Oh, man. But, yeah, you know, I thought it was cool. One thing I noticed is this this vampire theme with your with your band. I don't um, – that's kind of what I thought when I asked about the video. Yeah. I yeah, was right, hoping um, you were going to tell me there was, like, some Dracula-themed video or something. But Well, I mean, the song's about that. It's Nosferatu. Right. right? Um, but uh, we, we would have loved to have done something like that, but, you know, because of the circumstances, we couldn't. Um, but, yeah, we, we've got that kind of... Um, uh, most of the uh, artwork that we've put out to date has, has all that theme. And um, I'm a big fan of, you know, from back in the day when bands such as, you know, Dio or Judas Priest or Iron Maiden have, have that little extra marketing thing where, you, you know, you, you loved seeing, you know, well, you know, what what are they going to do with Eddie on the Iron Maiden cover next, you know? So um, I like that idea. And um, so, yeah, we kind of wanted to go with that kind of theme. And um, with the lyrics of this song, you know, for Wait for the Night, it was sort of perfect. We thought, okay, um, it may be cheesy to some people, but you know what, it's, 
um, I, I love a little bit of that as well. You know, it's uh, kind of going back to my roots um, in many ways in terms of the bands that I really liked as a kid. Um, so, and and we're very much about that. We're we're very much an eighties and seventies, eighties influenced band. So, yeah, right. Yeah, man. I don't think it's. I mean, a little bit of cheese is all right with rock and roll, anyhow. I mean, if it's done right, you know what I mean. Some That's people, right. some people yeah. pull it off, and it's really a charming thing, you know. I mean, yes. yeah. It's yeah. just, and then some bands do it, and it's like, ah, okay, maybe don't. But yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. You yes. know, I yeah. mean. Merciful Fate, ha- you know those guys. Uh, King Diamond has been making a a legacy out of uh, you know, like his thing almost doesn't make any sense, and that's what's great because you got like this regular well, ass band. Absolutely, yeah. And then he's yeah, just no, no, the no. one guy that's all goth out and the crazy makeup and sing. Yeah. Then he sings high as hell, like you expect. You know, yes. if you yeah. were a kid that just started listening to King Diamond today, you'd, you'd expect some kind of death metal growl. And instead, yeah. he's going the exact opposite, <laughs> screaming as high as he can. But that's For one sure. of those things that's so ridiculous yeah. that it works, you know. Yeah, no, no, no absolutely. Um, and, yeah, like you said, there were certain bands who could pull it off and some that um, didn't. Um, and, um, yeah, it is It is what it is. Look, uh, Having said that, though, I mean, our um, singer, Danny Ciccardi, he is very influenced by the Bruce Dickinsons, Rob Halford, you know, Ronnie James Dio. So a lot of the um, 70s, 80s hype, um, well, I wouldn't say Dio's not really a high-pitched singer, but um, the other guys that I've mentioned are. But, um, and uh, our singer, he's got hair that goes down to his ankles. You know what I mean? It's unbelievably long. You know, he should be doing... Pantene commercials or something. So, um, it's phenomenal, and um, you know, he, he, I love that he lives it. You know, so um, we're very much we we love our roots. We you know, and we just said you know when we wanted to when when we formed this band, we wanted to go all out. We go, you know what? Let's just go fully fully eighties vibe and um, wait for the night. Is very much not you know a nod to the. Dio and Iron Maiden and um, all those sort of bands. So yeah, it's like, man, you know what? This is what we're doing. And um, and as strange as it is, there's not a whole heap of people doing it. Um, so it seems like it's coming back a little bit. But you know, we, we, we're going to do that. So yeah, we're proud of it. Yeah, I mean, the '80s throwback thing kind of seems to come in cycles. I think you know. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's some that are kind of ramping up now and maybe it will be a, a new uh it'll you know be cool again for a while. i mean i've always thought it was cool anyhow and some of the most ridiculous yeah. 80s bands are sure. kind of a guilty pleasure of mine and probably always will be you know that's yeah. the shit that yeah. started me like of course um, yeah i was like 12 probably when i just really got into like poison and motley crew and stuff and so yeah. i think yeah. whatever you get started on you're always going to go back to and yeah and look um i also think a good song is a good song in any genre um and that's what we've tried to do as well i mean i'd like to think that you know i can play these songs acoustic and they'd still be pretty good songs i mean it helps obviously with the um the electric guitars distortion and the big band behind you but if the songs are good they're good right so yeah, and it doesn't matter which genre you play. Like I, I, I sometimes am listening to 
certain things that my daughter's um, putting on because she's a musician, as I said um, earlier. And I just think, man, that is so 80s, but it's considered country these days. You know what oh, I mean? It's yeah. just, right? You know, it's just, just and Keith Urban's, you know, he's made millions of dollars out of it. So. But yeah. is it that different to your bands like Giant and stuff like that, you know, back in the day or Tesla or, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, I've heard plenty of country songs where I'm like, yeah, shit, this is pretty much Def Leppard, you know? Like, Yes, the, absolutely. The, the yeah. production's gotten so ridiculous over the top on some of it that it's just yeah. like, yeah. I don't know, man. It's just a – they've just kind of taken rock and roll and country and all that slick 80s, late 80s, you know, yep. mutt-laying production, and <clears throat> they kind of just polished it all over to where, man, you can't tell where rock and – rock and roll ends and country begins at this point with some of it so yeah no for sure man um yeah but uh, yeah it's it's all about having fun uh, um for, for a while there particularly uh late 90s early 2000s it was uh you know you were frowned upon if you played a guitar solo so you know same thing mm-hmm. we just said you know what we're gonna do that and um we you know, we take it seriously, but then again, you've got bands like Still Panther who've made a packet out of it, you know, yeah. <laughs> because of the, the resurgence. And, and I know they're, you know, having fun with it, but at the same time, I mean, all those guys in that band are, um, have lived through that era. So there's respect there as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, they got their start being a 80s cover band, you know, really. Um, yeah. It used to be called yeah. Metal School. And that's right. Yeah. yeah. And, I just think they, at one point, I don't know, they just must have decided to kind of write their own songs, I guess. I mean, they're they're silly, and I honestly didn't, excuse me, I feel like I keep coughing. I'm just trying to uh, get my throat working in the AM here. (laughs) So, uh, what the hell was I talking about? You haven't done your scales yet, man. I what? (laughs) You haven't done your, your your voice scales yet. Yeah, well, I don't really do those. I'm not a. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not a discipline. I'm, I'm not that disciplined. When I'm, when I'm, you know, I've just got up. It's it's tough. Yeah, I. Uh, it seems like the older I get, you know, it takes a few more things to get everything working in the morning. But oh, no, I know it, man. <laughs> I don't know it. But yeah, man, the uh, you know the darkness kind of had like the 80s resurgence back in uh, early 2000s. And I think that that was, it was really funny because it was like some people really just thought it was silly and thought it was about as silly as Steel Panther, you know? No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, for sure. I I agree that um, when they came out, it was fresh because it hadn't been done for a while. And it just had that quirkiness with with the vocal that, people like it was either it was cool or else it was a joke to some people um it was great (laughs) yeah that was a huge success yeah it was a huge success absolutely yeah yeah i thought it was a great record man and i really didn't like much i mean they had some good stuff since then but the last record they put out i think it was sometime last year it was called easter is cancelled have you heard that one no, I haven't. I I, I I liked the first two, and then I kind of lost interest a little bit. Yeah, that's how I was, and I, I listened to some stuff here and there, and it was, you know, and even the second one had quite a bit of duds on it, but I did really like some of it. But I tell you what, the new one, man, is it's 
I think it's their best one since the first one, and it cool. You know, I, I really like it. Um, but I haven't heard much about it, so I guess okay. maybe I don't have that many people on the same page as me when it comes to that. <laughs> I don't know. Oh yeah, you know. but they're, they're still a very popular band. I mean, yeah. they play when they play in Australia, um, they sell out and do very very well here. I was um, I had a show that I was performing at at Sweden Rock and. Um, they were playing and man, they're one of the bigger bands. That's for sure. So uh, they're doing well. Yeah. Yeah. It's a crazy thing, man. Cause I just, and I've been saying it a lot lately and I've been mostly having guests that are from out of the country lately. And a lot of that for me is because I don't find too many rock bands coming out these days that I'm really interested in. And then when I do, it seems like, Oh shit, they're from Sweden, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And so it is crazy. I mean, it makes sense that you say that, that the darkness is really big over there still, like basically everywhere, but the U.S., because um, I don't yeah, ever hear yeah. of them t- touring here, you know? Yeah, I guess, look at that ACDC um, old school sort of sound will always be bit pretty big in, in Australia, particularly the last 10, 15 years, there's been a huge resurgence on it. And right. um, to the point where, uh, you know, like, the bands that I've played in don't sound like that. I love ACDC, don't get me wrong, but we don't sound like that. And we're, we're more American English influenced, um, which is strange because when I was a kid, it was America were very much the leaders of the sound of music that I like. Right. Um, yeah, whereas it seems like it has shifted a little bit to Europe and, like you said, Scandinavia. And um, yeah, so um, I mean, there's a couple of bands obviously here and there, but. Um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying for sure. So I can only assume growing up in Australia, I assume you've grown up there your whole life. Yeah. yeah um, I can only assume that ACDC would be one of the biggest influences for you as a kid. Yeah. Um, ACDC in a big way, of course. Um, although look, Kiss is probably the band that got me into music. I know that, um, when I was a kid and just saw the show, I was like, holy moly, man, this is larger than life. I love that. Alice Cooper, um, The Sweet I, um, was another band for me that um, got me into music. But uh, ACDs will always be um, a huge influence. Uh, love the band. More so for me, the guitar playing as opposed to the, the style of the sound. Um, uh, I think, I, like, you know, I really loved um, all the songs and stuff, but... Th- Australia became saturated of um, that style of music. So, like lots of bands started sounding like ACDC, mm. and um, I didn't want to do that. Um, right. So um, for me, it was more of the um, early, uh, back in the day, you know, Judas Priest, you know, early Bon Jovi, um, you know, that kind of sort of stuff. So it was the English and the American bands um, that influenced me. So, yeah. Which is strange to a lot of people, I think. Um, some people, they, they find that surprising. But um, as I said, there were so many bands that sounded like that, you know. Um, and, you know, even more, you know, you know, recently you've got a band called Airborne who are Australian and they're doing really well in Europe. Um, right. It's very much that style. It's that ACDC style and they do it very, very well. So good on them. Yeah, no, they, yeah, there's no mistake in that one. I mean... You could tell that they just said, okay, we're going to take the ACDC 
sound, the, yeah, the formula. formula. We're gonna yeah. <laughs> we're gonna do some modern production with it and kind of maybe ramp a few little things up here and <clears throat> and they I mean they do yeah. it. I mean man, their first album. I remember getting it and just being blown away. It sounded so fucking good, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, no, look, good on them. Um, but, yeah, as you said, there's there's um, bands like that, they're, they're doing it and doing it well, and um, I guess it's just about, about choice. I don't think any of the stuff, it's, you know, strangely enough, that I've ever played in any of the bands because I've been in a couple of bands um since you know being in my 20s i've never really had that eight easy sound so um right it's yeah so um well yeah, guitar tone is a you know as far as acdc goes for me and i and i do love them <clears throat> yeah so same thing don't get me wrong but yeah. their guitar tone i think is my main thing where i'm like man if i'm gonna model anything after acdc yeah. it's just yeah. gonna be getting my tone dialed in to sound like angus you know yeah. And Malcolm's tone, I mean, just there's no arguing that those early records are just fucking Yeah. You know, Amazing. Yeah. yeah just a sure. perfect guitar tone, man. And it seems like every yeah. time I'm trying to record my own stuff, I'm like, Okay, how do I get this to sound like back in black? Tone wise. Sure. <laughs> no, but yeah. No, uh, no, no. It's it's absolutely I, I I totally get that and um you know, bands do not become that big. Like obviously, they're one of the biggest bands in the world. But if 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 you're not good, you know. So I'm a big fan of you know um, all the bands that have you know had really 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 big success. You know, there's got to be elements there that people love. And like you said, between the songs and the tone and just the straight up, you know, they they don't really change. You know, I mean, they're, they're very very honest in what they do and they they do it well and they're the kings of it and. Um, good on them yeah some people just artistically maybe not you know what i mean fulfilling enough i think i had this conversation with somebody else just a a week or two on the ago on the show and it's yeah you know some people can just do that acdc motorhead kind of stick to the formula for 30 plus years and just keep fucking doing it some people just artistically need something a little more than that to keep them going they got to yeah, and so, and sometimes the fans don't allow you to experiment. I mean, there's been plenty of bands who want to try and do something different, and then it flops, you know, and then they've got to go back to it. I mean, look at Motley Crue. You oh, know? Jesus, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, there's been a few bands who've tried it, and it just hasn't worked for, you know, um, it's just not allowed. But ACDC, because they're very much the originators, you know, they're that's what people want to hear, and, um, yeah, so... Um, but having said that, they only these days release an album, you know, almost every eight or ten years, you know. So a lot of these bands are not putting out as much product and they're just touring off right. um, the history, which I get. But good on ACDC, at least they're putting out new stuff. It's like Kiss. I mean, they continue to put out stuff, whereas some bands will just tour the old stuff. And um, to me, that's a little bit disheartening. Right. Now, I think, you know, going back to you made the comment about Motley Crue, one yeah. of the biggest bummers for me is the fact that, you know, as much as I, I went back and listened to it a while back and uh, Generation Swine doesn't really, it didn't age quite that well. <clears throat> yeah. I do, when that came out, though, I kind of, I dug a lot of it. Some of it I didn't, but I think, oh, really? I think yeah. it sucks that it, that it bombed so hard with the fans because... I feel like ever since they kind of just, uh, 
gave up and I don't, they just keep sticking to that, trying yeah. to, uh, trying to recapture the eighties, you know? Yeah. And yeah. I just never dug anything they've put out since other than like they had a greatest hits package where they did like that bitter pill and enslaved song. Yeah. So which there was, was, was cool. Yeah. There was, yeah. No, for sure. I, I, I know what you mean. But yeah, it seems like ever, everything else, man, like new tattoo, it was like kind of the first record where they tried to go back and capture the Sunset Strip sound, and I thought, personally, I thought that was a turd. I thought Saints of Los Angeles was, with the exception of a couple good songs, I thought that was a turd, and then <laughs> everything they've put out since. Yeah. Um, no, no, that's cool. See, for me, um, oh, man, I, I'm, I'm going to lay it on the line. I probably haven't really liked anything since the, the Karabi um, Motley Crue album because – um, because it was great and everything else. Yeah, yeah, I loved that man. I really, really <laughs> did. And um, look, there's no doubt Nikki Six is a fantastic writer, and I mean he's obviously had success with um, Six AM and stuff to a degree. So um, he, I think that sad, that is kind of satisfying him. Um, but yeah, w- w- yeah, it, it is a little bit of a bummer. Um, yeah, although look. For me personally, I, I, I like Motley Crue. My bass player is going to kill me because um, my bass player, Glenn Cav, um, particularly in high school, like uh, that was the band for him. Um, but, yeah, they have been a patchy band for me um, a lot of the time. Apart from Dr. Feelgood, I thought it was a fantastic album and I thought um, the Motley Crue, Karabi one was a great album as well. But oh, this. yeah. Yeah, the first couple are great. Like, dude, I mean, I only really go back and listen to Too Fast for Love and Shout at the Devil. Oh, cool. So, Shout is great. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. And for me, Too Fast for Love still the the best. I mean, short of cool. the, the Karabi yeah. record, it's just that's like a totally different thing, you know? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I I definitely wish they kind of just would have stuck with Karabi. I I want to hear the version of uh, Generation Swine that. Yeah. would have been yeah. if Karabi was still yes. in the band. I think it would have been a better record, and I'm sure it, I mean, I don't even think it would have been a better record. I pretty much know it would have been, but, yeah, yeah, you know, it always bummed me out because I used to sit there and read, like, Metal Edge magazine and Hit Parader yep. and all that, and I can remember all these interviews where they were talking about it, and I want to say the the record was originally called Person- Personality Number 9. Okay. Something like that. I think I'm, yep. I think I'm, Hit, I'm remembering it correctly, but yep. I was so fucking psyched for that record, you know? And yeah. then, of course, when they reunited with Vince and everything, I was pretty psyched, too. And they, you know, did that, the AMAs, I think, the American Music Awards, they came out and lip-synced to... The, Shout the Devil. <laughs> yeah, the new version of Shout at the Devil, and I was like, yeah. well, fuck, that's so heavy, this record's gonna be great, you know? Yes, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, turns out that, and like, two other things were that heavy and the rest of it was kind of whatever whatever it yeah. was I yeah. mean, it definitely doesn't it's one of those it does not hold up i you yeah. go back and listen yeah. to it now you're like god some of these songs are really just atrocious like <laughs> horrible but um they were at least though i give them credit because i feel like that's where they stopped they stopped evolving like they had one record where they tried to do something different and it didn't have the yeah. commercial success so they said fuck it and just quit yeah trying. i actually yeah i actually really liked the vince neil solo the first one um with steve stevens oh, i thought yeah. that was really good. 
Yeah. Dude, um, I like the second one, Carved in Stone. Have you ever heard that oh, one? Oh, okay, cool. All right, yeah, okay. <clears throat> it's, I, dude, it has some stuff on it that I thought was really badass. I mean, yep. that's why I thought it was so weird that he was kind of do. It was like he was trying to do the same thing that the guys in Motley were doing, but then, like, for some reason, when they got together and tried to do a, do a modern record, it just kind of yeah. didn't, didn't work. work, and then, <clears throat> obviously, they just gave up on it, you know, but shit, man, if I gave up on everything that wasn't a commercial success i wouldn't do anything so <laughs> sure sure yeah so i you know i don't i don't really get it but i wish yeah. they would have kept going in a in a direction that would have pushed themselves and yeah who knows yeah. man so, so what's the um scene like in um illinois Grant? like in terms of before covid just um let's say january 2020 before this really hit um are people supporting um, rock music or like what's your take on it? You know, there's groups that do. There are really, really, really devout groups of people that are really great at supporting live music. I would say on a large scale, not so much. Um, yep. This area, it seems lately, it seems like the Americana thing, right? Kind of is uh, yeah. kind of the roots country stuff, right? Like you got Jason Isbell, Drive-By Truckers, Sturgill Simpson, like any of those kind of artists that come through central Illinois will do really yeah. well. And even some of the, and a lot of the smaller names do really well. Um, You know, as far as rock bands go, it seems, I mean, look, Kiss played here in Peoria right before, I mean, like February. And obviously that was packed, right? Like, so you're gonna have those bigger bands that always, always pack the place. Yeah. As far as the you know, kind of smaller bands, you know, it's just hit or miss, man. I I don't really, I don't know, man. I don't want to like bitch and sound bitter or anything, but uh, it just is what it is. It doesn't yeah. seem like there's a huge following for bands around here. And I think a lot of that is, you know, the DUI laws have gotten strict over the years and they just tighten up on that and people don't go to bars quite as much, you know. You used to go out, whether there was a band playing or not, the bar would be pretty busy and if there was a band, it'd be be packed, you know. And it's just really not the scene anymore. It really hasn't been that way for probably the the last five to ten years, you know. Yeah, and it just it's, in in Australia, it seems like it's very expensive even to just drink. <laughs> like I don't know how it is for you guys, but I, I find a lot of the kids, I, I guess, just seeing it a second time with my daughter, um, you know, going out to parties and stuff like that. Um, the kids will all, um, you know, get together at home and um, they can't afford to go to a club and drink. You know, not not really that they're the, the age anyway, but just what you hear on the grapevine. You know, with kids that are a little bit older brothers and sisters Mm. yeah i mean i don't know it's i'd have to ask my oldest daughter but she doesn't really go she just turned 21 and she don't really go out and she's married now and her husband i don't think he really ever went out so i guess i don't know the reason why i just you know yeah i just figured they were nerds and (laughs) i (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't know. I, you know, I guess I've gotten so used to everything slowly getting more and more expensive that, it, you know, yeah. I, I just the other day, I guess I was kind of reminiscing about when I was first in my early 20s going out. And it's like, yeah, you know, I used to drink like cheap, shitty beer, like 
Bud Light because you'd have bars that would practically give it away. It'd be like a dollar on certain nights for a bottle of beer or, you know, two bucks, you know, was usually the, was usually the standard, you know? And, and yeah, I mean, now, man, you go and get, you know, some piss beer like Bud Light and it's, you know, I don't, three fifty, four bucks. That's wrong. And that's pretty stupid now that I think about it, but (laughs) I just always spring for the craft beer because, you know, I don't go out hardly at all and uh and i don't have to put down a whole you know 12 pack when i'm out now like when i was in my early yeah, years so you know yeah no, I, I get that but i mean it's just yeah i think obviously things have changed but i mean i i personally am you know i'm hoping um that just some band or performer comes along and shakes things up because it just seems like the um, we, you know, the world needs a rock star, you know, a David Lee Roth, or a, right. you know what I mean. Um, and needs something to get kids wanting to play guitar again. And um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't uh, seem like kids are like I don't, and maybe it's just because I mean, God, you got like Cardi B. I keep bringing her up, but it's just like seems like such a gross, you know, pop star. Like, why is that being shoved in our kids face like we don't want our kids looking at artists like that yeah and that's no. to me loosely using the term artist but and i hate to yeah. shit on anyone but yes yeah yeah no i, no, I know what you mean absolutely it, yeah it's it's interesting i mean um although i do think the wheel will turn and it will become cool again i mean it seems like the 80s thing is in, in its own little way you know sort of making a bit of a resurgence, you know, and people putting their own slant on it. But um, it's still very, very much in the you know, minority. And um, even in Australia, like the radio stations, I mean, the amount of times I hear TNT by ACDC or um, I Was Made for Loving You by Kiss or, you know, I mean, that was a success in Australia. That's why. But um, it's just played over and over again. It's like, man, well, how about, like, the world gets behind a, a new, right. <laughs> new to make things a little bit more interesting. Um, because, you know, obviously you have your R and B, you got your rap music and blah, 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 but just, you know, the, the, you know, the rock or the heavy rock or the metal, you know, um, it's very, very underground. Right. I mean, Metallica are a classic metal band these days, you know, or a classic rock band, whatever you want to call them. Um, yeah, which you know, is so weird. Out, Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, you're, you're right. Yeah, but it's it is. It's so it's so weird because, um, you know, when did that happen? Metallica's they, they are a classic band now, and uh, I know they do fill you know fill the um, theaters and stuff or um, the venues, I should say, because they're playing big arenas. But um, still, you know, they're not going to be around forever. <laughs> right. Well, and it's weird. What I was saying, it's weird because it's like, man, they used to be like dangerous. Like when I was in grade school, man, they were like, yeah, that's right. The kids yeah. were the kids walking around smoking cigarettes and wearing leather jackets and Metallica shirts. Like you don't want to fuck with them, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, <laughs> And they, uh, you know, and it was like one of those things. The first time I heard Metallica, I felt like I was doing something wrong. I can remember being in grade school and yeah. my neighbor, this girl that lived next door, like her dad owned a record store, and so she got all these Metallica tapes and had you know, um, like Ride the Lightning, Kill 'Em All, and uh, um, 
oh the garage the garage tapes or whatever yeah. the hell those were called yeah. i can't remember yep. but garage, yeah, garage, yep. yeah but so we were like listening to that shit and i'm like oh my god this just it sound sounded dangerous at the time you know and then now it's like no <laughs> it's played on every yeah, radio well, station no, no. and i totally get what you say man and 100 percent. you know it, it seems like we need a um a blend of good songwriting and uh you know something that's going to just prick up the ears of um you know teenagers more or less um or the kids um because people you know in at our age or whatever you want to call it they're gonna like rock you know because we've been through it um whereas some of the kids they haven't really seen you know that side um i guess yeah time will tell it'll be interesting yeah definitely sound old <laughs> yeah well yeah i was just thinking that like jesus christ man what are we talking <laughs> No, I mean, I'm really hopeful of something like that because we do need it. And I mean, I, I just was sitting here like in the back of my mind thinking, well, what was the last what was the last big thing? You know, like what was the last big rock star, whether it was for like better or for worse, you know, like metal or rock? You know, it, it seems like the last big thing I'm thinking of was maybe like Marilyn Manson, like the last yeah. thing, the last thing that shook things up. You know what I mean? Yes. It was no, I agree. really yeah. like a rock star, you know, and people yeah. fucking hated him. I mean, uh, and you know, I was like in, God, that was probably like my senior year when he really blew up, you know? And okay. it was so bizarre because now looking back, it's like, geez, man, people were really up in arms over that dude and his whole shtick, you know? And, yeah. Uh, and when you're young, you almost kind of buy into it. Like, oh man, maybe this dude really is all like fucked up and crazy. And it maybe yeah. really kind of is in some way and or was, but now you look back on it and you're like, God, that was so fucking ridiculous. Like why was everyone worked up? But I mean, yeah, we can no, see no, it nowadays. Yeah. People just look for a reason to get worked up. Right. So <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, no, no, you're right. Look, Marilyn Manson, I guess, um, I, I, I like the idea of what White Zombie, Rob Zombie was doing, you know, with the um, the horror theme. I thought that was very, very cool. Right. Um, Slipknot to a degree. Um, but, uh, well, not to a degree. Definitely they kind of had the kiss thing in, in a different, you know, right. slant. Um, but, yeah, just more recently, it seems like metal has gone, and death metal for that matter, it's gone as extreme as you could possibly get. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, um, my old band played on the uh, the Varken Bill in 2007, and I was just buzzed out by the amount of heavy bands. Um, you know, like I mean, we, we're we were almost classic metal, um, and I know this may sound strange, but we were one of the lightest bands on the bill, um, and we were we're uh, we were a power metal band, you know, so we're still playing fast and stuff, but our singers. You know, comes from the you know Rob Halford era and Bruce Dickinson era, but most of the bands, most of the singers were screamers or you know death metal, and it just you know and all the logos that you can't read on the t-shirts. Right. Um, so you know that kind of really put things into perspective. But I think now I think it's done as much as it possibly can, and um, I'm hoping it gets back to a bit more of um, yeah, uh, just good songs and and a. a you know, quality singing, 
Um, and, and that's not to knock really, really heavy stuff because I do respect it and I've lived through it, you know. But, um, yeah, I'd, I'd love to see a band come out like you're um, influenced by Iron Maiden or Judas Priest or whatever it be and just really sort of um, balance things out because these days um, we're a hard rock band, you know, as in Wicked Smile, whereas back in the day we were a heavy metal band, you know, so things have changed. Right. Um, as heavy as... When I was a kid, as heavy a band got was maybe um, Venom. When Venom came out, it was like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> this band is is so, so heavy, whereas you listen to them now and, man, you know, there's so many bands doing it a lot more in an evil way. Yeah, I mean, they just sound kind of like classic thrash, you know. I mean, they're... Yeah, absolutely, they're, yes. I mean, yeah, that's a band, too, that, like, when I was a kid, man, you'd be scared of them like and now it's just like no nah, man it's just like classic thrash i don't you know i like sure. some of the venom stuff you know sure. and yep. you know some of it just sounds like shit it's not so much that it's scary it's just you forget how terrible some of those records sounded <laughs> yes, i think yes. welcome to hell has to be like just one of the shittiest sounding records ever <laughs> but it definitely doesn't work in the digital age, man. When you like pull that shit up on iTunes or no, whatever, no, with your no. earbuds well, I, in, you're like, oh god, man. Yeah, well, I've had. Um, I remember a couple of years ago, I was on tour in uh, in Europe, and um, the bass player that was um, that I used to be in a band with, he, he put on some Venom, and to me, it just sounded like a bad, bad, bad demo. Right. <laughs> some of it did, man. I, you know, they have some records that. I love Prime Evil is a great album. I really love that album. Um, that's my favorite of theirs, and cool. Probably the only one I really, really am a big fan of, front to back. You know, um, sure. At War with Satan had some, you know, good stuff on it too. Um, but and black metal has its moments, but some of that stuff. I mean, dude, it's just so ridiculous that I can't, you know. I don't know, man. I got to be in the mood to sit there and listen to some of those lyrics. Yeah, you know? no, no, for sure. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, I'm and- in the mood, but it's so this the Satan thing. It's funny because when I was a kid, back to the whole being like scared of it kind of thing. Like yep. now, as an adult, you look at it and you're like, "Yeah, this is just silly." Like nobody's <laughs> well, gonna go to hell for listening to this. It's just <laughs> if anything, if there is a hell, you might be punished and sent there just for being stupid enough to get behind it and enjoy it but i but i am kind of a sucker for it too at the same time like there's just there's something about that like when i'm in the mood to listen to just really ridiculous metal it seems like some of those weird satanic uh bands like merciful fate and venom and you know those are kind of some of my go-tos but yeah well the players are fantastic i mean um I was chatting with a friend the other day and you've got a lot of the musos, they're unbelievably good. Um, but again, it just gets to that, that thing of like how extreme can you go? And I think we've definitely gone there and back. And um, I know you've got different genres, like you've got your prog stuff and you've got your dream theater and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it's just, just, yeah, I, I really hope that we get back to um, some really um you know, the hooky songs. I mean, things can be metal and still have, you know, catchy parts to them. Like for me, you know, Judas Priest Screaming for Vengeance, you know, it's just one of those mm-hmm. albums or Black Sabbath Heaven and Hell or, you know, um, that kind of stuff. I really 
hope that we get like a band flying the flag with a really top-notch singer and, and it just blows up because um, just to level things a little bit. Right. No, I'm with you on that, man. There, there needs to be something. And Priest, obviously, great band. And, you know, I mean, they're still putting out that last record. Firepower oh, was, was the shit. Yeah. I mean, it was just so good. I was like, I couldn't believe that it was a new Priest record. Yeah, absolutely. It, it stands toe to toe with all the classic shit. I don't. I've had that argument several times. Not everybody yeah. agrees with me, but yeah, no, no, no. I totally agree, man. And even Angel, um, Angel to Retribution, um, the first yeah. one that um, when Rob was back with the band, man, that one blew me away as well. I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely, man. And I saw them live recently as well, man. They've still got it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no. <that> really <laughs> yeah, I saw them uh, a couple of years ago on the. Uh, ah, shit. I'm drawing a blank on what the name of the last record was. The one in between the two we just mentioned. Um, oh yeah, um, Nostradamus. See, that one didn't do it. For oh, me, not that it? one. The one after. I'm sorry, I forgot about. That. I didn't like that one either. Hence the reason I uh, forgot about it. Redeemer yes, of yeah. Souls. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, that was. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, yeah that one had its moments. moments. Yeah, yeah, it was almost like they—they kind of, I don't know, man. They—they they tried to take it back to the early, early stuff a little bit, you know. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I mean, some of that shit's just, you know, you capture that at the time, and if you try to, yeah. if you try to reproduce it 30, 40 years later, it's probably not gonna. But with firepower, I think it just that album. Oh, they just—it was so honest. They just came out swinging, yeah. like, hey, we're just gonna do what we fucking do. Um, I don't know. I actually just started the Rob Halford just put out a book. Oh, I haven't read that called yet. Confess. Cool. I think it just came out this week, man. I yeah, uh, yep. I just started it. Um, so I've only gotten about fifty pages into it, but I've tried to get Rob on the show. Which obviously, when I sent the emails, I didn't even expect an email back. To be honest with you, because I thought, well, you know, there's too many. Eddie Trunks and shit that he's going to be, you know, talking to. And so obviously my little podcast is going to rank pretty low on the, on the poll there. But the weird thing was I got emails back from his press agents and shit. I thought it was going to happen for a few minutes for like a day. I was like on cloud nine, like, holy shit, I might actually get (laughs) Rob Halford. This is going to be fucking amazing. But then it yeah. didn't happen. Uh, but, you know, he, they just told me, well, you know, his schedule's really busy. He just can't fit one more thing into it. And yep. long story short, I was kind of late to the game of trying to get him because he's he's pushing this book and he's doing a lot of, you know, press work uh, to promote the book. But they ended up sending me a free copy of the book. So I thought that was pretty badass. Cool. And really, oh, man, that's respect. Yeah, no, 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 man. I'm, I'm a big I, – I, I guess I've been lucky enough in some ways to – perform at some festivals and stuff and meet some of my favorite artists. And um, when I hear of or, or get to meet these people and they're just as cool as what you hope they're going to be, man, that just makes you like them even more. Um, I found that for me as a kid, like one of the bands, Skid Row, I think I, oh, yeah. I was in year, in year seven in high school and that band like blew me away that, you know, the first two albums in particular blew me away and just to the point where I'm like, I love music. And um, then I got to, you know, play a gig with them um, and they were just unreal, like like, like Snake, the guitar player, man, one of the nicest people on the planet, you know, and that's what you love. And um, I got to meet George Lynch from Dokken um, and same thing, 
fantastic guy and I love hearing stories of you know the the gods being nice people you know right yeah you can so. usually tell I mean you know just like the Rob Halford situation I can only assume that you know if his if the people working yeah. with him and for him are that nice and hospitable yes. that you know he yeah. must mo- most of the time good people surround themselves with good people that's how it kind of works you yeah know? agreed absolutely so yeah. I can only assume that Rob's a just great guy and I want yeah. him to be so <laughs> fuck it that's what I'm gonna believe <laughs> That's right. Good it, stuff. I love the answer. I it, want him to be. <laughs> until he proves otherwise, man. Until I finally meet him or talk to him and he's a dick. Then, yeah. You know, no, you're absolutely right, though. Every interview that I've heard with him, um, people who have met him, he just is meant to be, you know, that's why he's the metal god. Right. <laughs> yeah, I've actually, yeah, one of my uh, my old drummer worked at the, the Civic Center here and Priest played there one time. Uh, well, the time I saw him a few years back and he was like the light and sound manager and so i think he said that he just barely kind of met rob like he didn't really talk to him but said that he was just real fucking cool was just like hanging out backstage like not even in a dressing room or anything just like out in the hallways and just was walking around in like a fucking robe and shit like <laughs> not yeah, all meddled up or anything he just was like this regular yeah. dude kicking it you know yeah, he's a real person absolutely and, and just nice to everyone you know and that's the thing is you know you hear stories for people like that that have worked with a lot of different people or just came across a lot of different people and and they've got their stories that you know of people yeah, that look, are great and yeah and anyone can have a bad day. I get it. I mean, I think um, I saw an interview a couple of few years ago with Lemmy, and um, he mentioned um, after the show he went out and signed, you know, almost every album that was sort of put in front of him. And he goes, "Hey man, I've got to go take a shit." And then everyone goes, "Ah man!" <laughs> you know? right. It's like the guy needs to go to the bathroom, you know. <laughs> so, right. uh, not that you could mess with Lemmy. I mean, he's everyone knows that you know he was a mega legend and always will be. But oh um, yeah, man. But you know, but then you hear of people you know constantly just being really arrogant, you know, um, and you know that 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 really disappoints me. And I've seen it sometimes firsthand, you know, where like I. I've been backstage and, you know, you just want to say hello and a person just turns their back on you and you just think, oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, it's, um, I don't know, I'm also a firm believer of, you know, things sort of um, catch up and, um, you know, karma or whatever it be, man. It, like uh, the, the way I look at it, man, if, if somebody's um, prepared to ask you, can they take a photo with you or wants you to sign something, um, I know that's, you know, if you get to the level of some, you know, a band like Def Leppard or uh, Judas Priest and Kiss, it's very, very hard to do that. But, man, I'm certainly going to um, respect anyone that, you know, wants to, you know, get my autograph or take a photo with me or wants to have a chat, man. You know, I mean, that's courtesy as far as I'm concerned. Right. Well, yeah, man. I mean, when you're trying to push your, your thing too, I mean, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to shit on what fans you got, you know what I mean? Because yeah, it's yeah, just as easy not, to lose. It's easier to lose them than it is to gain them, you know. I mean, for sure, yeah. But I mean, not only that, it's a, it's just you know, the, just the bigger picture for me. Of um, you know, I'd like to think that uh, if you're a good person, you should you know, be a how hard person. is it to be a fool? You know, be nice. <laughs> you know I mean? Yeah, like I know. That. No, I know, yeah. man. I I always think that too. Like you know, and as I get older, I, I've I've tried to focus on that like be just being nicer you know 
yeah, it's yeah, weird you know? to have to sit there and maybe have that conversation with myself but you know but when i you know you're young and stuff like you don't realize how important that is but then obviously you get older and gain perspective and it's like oh, sure. you know yeah yeah no that's right it's one of those um, things it's good people, yeah people sometimes do the full circle and they you know they um i'm not trying to go you know well christian or anything like that by any means but like you know when you um you hear of people, you know, coming good or, um, you know, that, that's, that's cool because I'd like to think that if, um, you know, if one of my favorite, you know, members and I didn't get a chance to, you know, um, meet a person or whatever it be. And then the next time they're really cool. It's like, Hey man, everything's, you know, you've made amends in my book. You know what I mean? It's just cool. Um, I know that can't always happen, but, um, I think also when you've got little kids in particular who, you know, they idolise rock stars or whatever it be or sports, you know, sportsmen or whatever it be. Um, you know, they're very honest, man. You know, they'll, they'll tell you to go where to go if, right. <laughs> you know, if, if uh, you know, there's, there's, there's lots of honesty there. Um, so if someone's going to be a dick, you know, that, and particularly in this era with um, YouTube and um, the internet, you know, you, 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 some people can't get away with what they could in the past, put it that way, because they'll, oh, yeah. they'll fix you right up. <laughs> Yeah, our lives are very transparent. That's that's for sure, man. Thanks to the internet, yeah. it's like everything's just kind of out there, man. You can't, you know, you just you can't look at somebody wrong and not have it spread like wildfire all across the internet. Like, uh, this, yeah. you know, like the big thing, the the kind of the big thing over here, I guess. I I don't know if you've heard about it over there, but um, for about a week, it was a big thing, I should say. But all of a sudden, everybody was bashing on Ellen DeGeneres you know she's got this talk show yeah yeah we heard about yeah and I'm like and you know I just I was really confused because by the end of the whole thing it was this was only a big deal for like a week or two like I said but yeah I'm sitting there listening to it and I'm like so wait a minute everybody's making a big deal out of her being mean because they just didn't think she was mean and because she came off as being nice on her show how the fuck is this newsworthy? How is this a surprise to anyone? Yeah. Like, oh, a famous person is a dick. This isn't the first time this happened. Like, what yeah, the fuck are we right, talking yeah. about? Yeah. It was or, so or bizarre. Is the media trying to deflect something or whatever it be? Yeah, no, yeah. no. I, 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 um, yeah, it's – and um, – yeah, I, I, I totally get what you're saying, man. Um, because sometimes, as I mentioned before, you know, if the Lemmy story, it's like, man, you know what? Shit happens sometimes. Don't be part of it if 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 that's the case. You know what I mean? Don't work for them. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know everyone's going to have a job. I get it. I mean, it's it's a t- it's a tough one if someone's constantly being an idiot or a dick to you or whatever it be. But um, she's also made a lot of people happy. <laughs> you know, there's no yeah. doubt about it. Well. I think all these people pissing and moaning about it, they would have never lasted a fucking day at, at my job back when I first started because, man, <laughs> I had a boss from hell for, like, eight years, man. And I tell you, yeah. I don't – I would never go through it again. I probably should have just punched the dude in the mouth, even though he probably would have beaten the piss out of me. But, um, you know, but it built, it built character. It was, you know, uh, yeah. I learned a lot in those years. And uh, – yeah. You know, I, some people are just spoiled, and you know, they don't yeah. they don't like having somebody piss them off and not be nice to them, and 
And whatever. And when it comes to the rock stars and stuff, it's like you mentioned that, you know, everybody has a bad day. And that's the thing. It's like some of these celebrities that are just that big and always on camera and the, you know, paparazzi's following them around all the time and all this bullshit. Like, man, they don't get a break. They don't get to just like, so if they have like literally just one bad day in a 10 year career and that shit's captured on camera, they're just, you know. Yeah. That's right. No, well, you put yourself in their shoes. I bet it's not that easy. One hundred percent, man. You know, I, I totally, totally get it. I um, a while back, I watched a video. Um, uh, I think it was Journey live, and they were giving the singer a hard time. You know, and he he took off his shoes. He put them straight down, and he goes, "You know, you want to do this? You know." Right. <laughs> Think of, you know, think think about what you're saying here, you know, and what you're doing. It's like it's not that easy. <laughs> no, man. There's definitely some of these rock stars and big name Hollywood actors and actresses. You know, we put them up on a pedestal and we just expect some yeah. sort of superhuman bullshit out of them, and they're yeah. just me and you, man. And they're gonna fuck Absolutely. up, yeah. and people are allowed sure. to fuck up and make mistakes, and they shouldn't yeah. be written off for making a mistake. You know, definitely. So, well, hey, man, I, you know, we've kind of gone all over the map here as far as uh, topics, but definitely good conversation. I don't want to keep you too yeah. long because you probably yeah. want to go to bed at some point and I probably want to get you want a coffee? cup of coffee. Yeah, I've already plowed through this one cup. So, um, good stuff, man. but yeah, no, man, no, it's no, been a really good, good conversation. Man. I, you know, it's really, it's hard doing it's not hard doing this uh, podcast, but it's hard to know what, because this is exactly what I'm trying to get when I, every time I set up a, a quote unquote interview, I don't really want it to be an interview. I just want it to be conversations yeah. where we just talk shit about whatever. Um, Absolutely. And some people know how to do it. And I think you get the idea. And <laughs> so, and some people show up, you know, call in or whatever, and they think it's just going to be like a 10 minute Q and a session and it's nothing I have interest in. So, yeah, no, nah, man, so, good stuff. Absolutely. Look, as I, um, as I said in the email, I appreciate anyone who's, you know, supporting what, you know, I'm trying to do with the band and what we're trying to do. And um, I think it is cool, you know, because like you mentioned before, man, it's uh, it's respect for me um, from my point of view in regards to, hey, man, you're taking the time to help promote what I'm doing, man. And like I said before, if if anyone comes up to me and asks me, can I sign their CD or take a photo? It's man, that's the ultimate compliment. So no, I appreciate you taking the time, man. So cheers. Yeah, man. Same to you. I appreciate you calling in, and you know, hopefully we can have a chat again down the road. You got another EP or a full length mm-hmm. album that you release later on. You know, uh, feel free to give me a give me a holler, and we'll do it again. Thanks, man. No worries. All right. You have a good day, man. And um, cheers from Australia. All right. You too. I'll talk to you later on. Thanks. Bye-bye.